you for listening to this message from the North Gate. Mike and Jen, you guys mean the world to us. And I'm so thankful that we get to lead with you. The days to come, Jen, you're just as powerful as your husband. I mean this. There's no way that you can operate in the king that you operate in, in the market world, and us not get to see the priest in this house. You are amazing as royalty in the marketplace. And this family is about to see how amazing you are as a priest. So I honor the prophetess that is in you. I honor the joy that's in you. I'm just letting this hit. This is Abba's love speaking through me. What me and Tina have seen, now the world gets to see. When the weight comes of our maturity, Northgate, when the maturity comes, it can't just be on mine and Tina's shoulders. And it's not about being shoulders. It's about being who you are. And Jen Thompson is an amazing leader, an amazing wife, an amazing mother, an amazing friend. Will you honor one of your elders as she comes to minister the word to us tonight? I made Jen cry. Ha <laughs> ha! At least he broke the serious moment, so I appreciate that. (laughs) Well, good evening, everyone. Thank you. Um, Wow. I feel like so swirly, (laughs) really. Um, But I do want to talk to you. I do want to talk to you about something really important tonight. And that's love. (laughs) Surprising, right? I know we've heard a ton about it, but I hope, like, what I have really comes across. Because I think it's really impactful, and I think it'll really change the way you look at some things. So, um, when I first started thinking about what I was going to talk about, I kept thinking about this, this screenshot I actually took of um, this like online webinar of this Christian doctor, super nerdy, I know. <laughs> but I saved this picture in May of 2021 and it's come to my mind so many times since then because it is about love and the heart and how important that is and how powerful the heart is. And immediately I'm like, man, that picture kept coming to mind. So that's really what I want to talk about is the power of love and the power of your heart. And I know I'm like extra nerdy with my laptop. I got this for Christmas. <laughs> so, um, but I feel like the Lord is really highlighting two specific areas of love to us. Um, one is us coming together, being even more joined more knitted together than we have been in the past and we're seeing that already with our home groups and then two is us loving those who can't give us anything in return 
And I think we've heard about this probably more than we might remember. I know my lovely husband. You know when preachers come from like out of state or whatever, they're like, my lovely wife. So my lovely husband, honey, stand up and let them see you. (laughs) Don't they always do that? (laughs) Did you want to sing a special? (laughs) That's right, a married up club right here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So he, he talked about this, I think it was last week, and then um, Chris Mathis from Canada, when he was here, he talked about this as well. And of course, Pastor Jimmy, as we know, has declared multiple times that 2024 is love, right? The year of love, 2024. And then Apostle D has not stopped talking about love, not, that, not just that we're beloved, but also he's recently talking about love in a whole new light. And then right now, in 10 days is Valentine's Day, so the whole country is talking about love. And I love this time of year because I'm, I do love love. But what I really like is all the cheesy little cards, like it's a coffee, it's like, I love you a latte. <laughs> Not going to lie, I say it all the time, don't I, Mel Mel? <laughs> that's a year round, that's year round. <laughs> But I do. I love it. So I know I did not give them a scripture. I'm so sorry. Um, Could you bring up Colossians 2, 2, and 3 in the Passion? While he's bringing that up, I actually had a whole bunch of those, like, little cheesy Valentine's jokes. I was like, I'm going to get up there. I'm going to tell them all these cheesy jokes. (laughs) Nika said, do it. (laughs) I don't want to talk a... Taco about how much I love you and talk about it. <laughs> All right. Colossians 2, 2, and 3. <laughs> what? Okay. I am contending for, so this is Paul obviously talking to um, the church of Colossians. I am contending for you that your hearts will be wrapped in the comfort of heaven and woven together into love's fabric woven together into love's fabric. And I want to point out that the New King James Version right there, it might sound a little more familiar to you all, but it says being knit together in love. This will give you access to all the riches of God as you experience the revelation of God's great mystery, Christ. I know we love a good mystery. For our spiritual wealth is in him like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation knowledge. The main thing here is being knitted together in love or being woven into love's fabric. So Paul is telling us that when we come together, when we come in unity, we are allowing our hearts to be knit together. We saw that tonight, right? When we were praying and we were going around and praying for each other and just receiving that love from one another and from Abba. But when we allow our hearts to be knit together, we have access and we literally unlock the treasure box of heaven. And I know the Hebrews have talked to us a lot about the treasure box of heaven. So this is how we get there. This is how, this is one way we can unlock that by having our hearts come together and being knit together. I've actually had multiple visions throughout the year. It's usually in worship. But we'll be having a moment, kind of like tonight where it's love, and I just see this, like, tapestry. 
And I feel like other people have probably mentioned this. I feel like other people have seen this. What's like this, this tapestry above us being knit together. And it's like our love. I feel like that might even be Abba, like giving me a glimpse of how everything is being, like our hearts are being knitted together in that moment with one focus on him just and loving him and receiving his love. So I recently came across a scientific experiment that actually proved this. And it is so cool. So I hope it's not like, I I hope I can explain it to you guys because it's seriously just the coolest thing. And what's really neat is Apostle, I think it was last week, he was talking about a scientific experiment where we're luminescent, where we glow, our cells glow or whatever he would say, the energy glows. And he mentioned the HeartMath Institute. And that's where I found this. That's what I came across. And I was like, whoa, Apostle's talking about it too. This is awesome. (laughs) But it's a different study. It's a different study. It's a different experiment. But before I get into the experiment, here are a few really cool things that I found out about the heart. And this goes back to, this is like that picture I said I saved, like what, almost three years ago now? This is what it was about. So your heart is the most powerful source of electromagnetic energy in your body. The heart's electrical field is about 60 times stronger than the electrical activity generated by the brain. So maybe, could this be why we tend to make decisions driven by our heart instead of sometimes being rational with our brain, but our heart is stronger. This is the coolest one. The magnetic field produced by the heart is more than 100 times greater than that of the brain, which is cool. But that magnetic field of your heart can be detected up to three feet away from your body in all directions. What? So talk about proximity, right? Up to three feet away from you, they can literally, the medical equipment can literally test and um, detect that magnetic field. I know, I'm like, I'm like, this is the coolest thing. <laughs> so how I know all of us have experienced this, right? Someone walks in the room and you're like, mm, they are grumpy. Like you can pick it up. You feel that. You feel that, you know. So what about the opposite? You're around certain people. You're like, man, I'm just so happy around that person. I feel that. I'm just so happy around them. And then it makes you think of like Paul's shadow, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, again, the experiment was by the HeartMath Institute. So here, here it is. Don't, don't, like, don't like check out because it's a little nerdy. So there's a study of 104 participants. So that's a lot, right, around the world. I think it was like six different countries. I didn't put all the details down because I really didn't want to bore you. But around the world, six different countries, they wore these heart rate monitors for 15 days. And so they measured the heart rate variability. You guys know, like, when you look at a heart rate monitor, it's like, (laughs) so the heart rate variability is like the difference in the peaks at the top, like the difference in your heartbeat, how your heart's beating. So just keep that in mind. If you just want to think about your heart rate, that's fine too. I mean, we're not like scientists here, at least, you know, official. So they, they measured that for these 15 days, 100 plus people all around the world, right? On the sixth day, they all participated in this 15 minutes of synchronized, heart-focused meditation. Don't get lost on the meditation word. I know it's a little funky, but it's what they did. I mean, I don't know a better word for it. Concentrated thought, maybe, if you want (laughs) to say that. 
Oh, yes, I love that. I love that. Because this stuff is legit, guys. One of the things I think is the coolest is when science, like, prove, like, backs up and proves stuff in the Bible, like, stuff that we know. And then science is like, I love science. But they're like, oh, look what we found. And we're like, we've been doing that. But now we just have, like, proof or, like, something to back it up. Yes, so that's what I love. Anyway. 15 minutes of synchronized heart-focused meditation. So all 104 participants at the same time on day six spent 15 minutes, just what they called a heart lock-in. How cool was that? A heart lock-in where they focused on heartfelt feelings of love, appreciation, care, compassion, and they intentionally radiated these feelings of love to the other participants around the world in the study. So 15 minutes of this heart lock-in. So here's what they found during this 15 minutes. There was coherence or unity in their heart rhythms. It significantly increased. Their heart rhythms were significantly more synchronized with each other during that 15-minute period of focus on radiating love. How crazy is that? So, you know, everyone has a different heartbeat, right? If if we took all of our heart rhythms right now, I'm sure we're not going to Like, you know, everyone's not going to be in sync. That's just not a normal thing. But during these 15 minutes, during this time where they they just focused intentionally on sending love to one another, the rhythms of their heart literally started beating together around the world. It's nuts. It's nuts. And this, this isn't even a Christian organization. Like these, some of the participants, if there's 104, chances are there probably are some believers in there. But it's not like they got 104 believers from around the world and did it. Imagine what would happen with us being in relationship with the God who is love would do that. I mean, that's just crazy. Imagine how much our hearts would be knit together. Would anything literally be impossible? I mean, really, would anything be impossible? I think no. In case you wanted to know my thoughts. Another awesome thing on here. Okay. Another awesome part of this study was how the earth itself was impacted. So they collected activity data from the earth's magnetic field from the same six regions around the world as the 104 participants. And what they found was synchronization between their heart rhythms and the earth's magnetic fields were also drastically higher during that 15 minutes of radiating love. So of the 14, 15 days of the study, that 15 minutes of intentionally sending love, their hearts came and their hearts came and were most synchronized with the magnetic fields of the earth. What? Now, I don't fully understand what that means, but that's awesome. (laughs) Like, that is awesome. (laughs) Yes, yes. So... That's exactly what I was going to say. Thank you, dear. That's why I need you. (laughs) Um, So the scientists, like when they're interpreting this data, they said that, oh, the participants were coming more in tune with the magnetic fields of the earth. They're becoming more in tune with the earth. And that's why this is happening. But what I would argue is what Mike said, that that was actually creation coming into alignment with love. Yes, and literally changing because of love. 
Man, loving intentionally was literally changing the land. Ah, that's amazing. So I think about what Brent shared. I know he shared it before, but he shared it um, but Friday night about Kannapolis and how they intentionally went out and they loved their city. And all those things started coming in. They were intentionally sending love to their city and it turned around. And then how about Apostle talking about uh, like the weather in Mobile? They haven't had a hurricane in what, two years, he said, I think. And that's very unusual for them. Could that be them shifting the weather because their hearts being knitted together or changing the land? And then even Papa Jimmy tonight said, send love to whomever, send love to whatever. Like what's really happening when we're focusing on that? What's really happening when we're intentionally sending love to our family members or to turns back or whatever it might be? Like what is really going on? Man, I get excited. This is so nerdy, and I love it so much. Where else in the scriptures do we read about being knit together? We don't have to pull this up because you guys will recognize it. Psalm 139, 13. For you created my inmost being, innermost being, some say. You knit me together in my mother's womb. So here we have a knitting together again of hearts, and now we have a knitting together of us in our mother's womb, womb. He will weave us as his body together the same way he wove us together in our mother's wombs. And I think going back to the home groups, I think this is what's going on in the home groups. We're being knitted together as his body so that we can birth something. And I'm just thinking about the importance of being knitted together with kingdom family. I know for a lot of us, it's easy to be knit together with natural family. Maybe not for everybody. (laughs) Thankfully, I'm very easily knit together with my natural family. I know a lot of us are. But the importance of being knitted together with kingdom family, they're not blood, but it's an intentional choice that we're being knit together with them. And how much more powerful is that? I think of like Mama and Nika and how we want to have more more children. And Mama and Nika, we've said a million times, they have more faith than we do sometimes most of the time, that we're going to have more children. Just the other day, Nika, sorry. She reminds me all the time. Just the other day, she sent me another text. This is my friend. She's 39. She just had a baby. This is my friend. She's your age. She's had a baby. She sends me testimonies all the time. If my heart wasn't knitted to hers, I would miss out. I would miss out on that. And mama all the time. She's not here tonight, but she's always reminding me too. She's always, I'm praying for your babies. (laughs) Give me little books. All right, hold on, y'all. I can't see. (laughs) I lost my spine. (sighs) Okay, so we talked about our hearts being knitted together and sending love intentionally can impact each other. It can impact the earth. But what about the other piece of it is impacting our enemies, impacting those who can't do anything for us in return? I was recently listening to an audio book about Corey Ten Boom. Has anyone heard of her? A couple of people? Yeah. So she was an evangelist um, in actually all over the world. And she went around the world talking about like forgiveness and love. Um, but what most people don't really know, and I, I heard of her for that reason, but I never heard of her, what she did in her younger years and why she even stepped into that role and could talk about forgiveness. Her family, they were, um, her dad was a Dutch watchmaker. So she was his daughter. She learned the trade 
And when the Holocaust started, her family took in Jews and they actually hid Jews when things started getting real serious. They even had like a fake wall built in her bedroom and she would run drills for the Jews to time them to like hide in case the guards were coming. So it was really awesome. Um, Her and her younger sister ended up, just a little background, her and her, actually I think it was her older sister, her and her sister end up in jail um, because they found out that they were part of like the resistance <laughs> and they were, they were harboring Jews. So they put her and her sister in jail. They spend, um, honestly, I don't know how long in there, but just miracle after miracle, the favor of God on their life was just incredible. Every step of the way, like they shouldn't have been able to take any, like their Bible into the, the Nazi camp. Um, but for whatever reason, when they got to them, the guards were like, just hurry up and go. So they didn't even pat them down or anything. So just crazy stuff. They were worried about how they were going to do Bible studies in their dorm. They get in there. This is a little side story, but it's cool. They get in there and the, this one dorm, they moved from like a decent, somewhat decent place, I guess as good as a concentration camp could be, to another place that was just infested with fleas. So Corey Ten Boom, they go in there, and her sister's name was Betsy. And she's like, this is terrible. How are we going to do it? And Betsy was like, we need to be thankful in all things. We need to be thankful for these fleas. And she's like, Betsy, are you crazy? They're bugs. <laughs> she's like, I don't know what Betsy was thinking. We're not going to be thankful. I'm fine, Betsy. Thank you, Jesus, for the fleas. So, <laughs> so they end up having Bible study with singing, worship, everything in their dorm and, and their whole Dorm gets saved, comes um, to become a believer. And then years later, they were talking to one of the guards and they were like, why did you never come in our dorm? Like you checked all the dorms. We got away with so much. And they said, because it was infested with fleas. Wow. And I'm like, what? And she's like, man, Betsy was right. <laughs> she's like, we got to be thankful for those fleas. Like that's nuts. <laughs> but her sister her sister, at one point, they were talking about what they were going to do when they got out of this concentration camp. And they were like, man, these, these people are going to need so much help. They were talking about starting like a rehab facility. And they're like, oh, they're going to need so much help. They've been through so much. And they're talking, they're just dreaming about her sister was like, oh, this is what I see. This is what it looks like. And they're talking all about this. And Corey's like, yeah, these, the Jews, I just feel so bad for them. And her sister's like, the Jews, I'm talking about the guards. I'm talking about the Nazis. So her sister's heart of love was so for her enemies that she was already in the midst of that. When she was in the prison, she was already planning on how to help them come out because of the things they did to other people. Like, how crazy is that? And her, so her, so Betsy ends up, she ends up dying in, in prison and like two weeks later, this miracle happens, Corey gets out of prison. And then she finds out later, it was actually a clerical error. She shouldn't have gotten out. And all the women her age, right after she got out, were sent to the gas chambers. So it was another miracle in her life. But once she got out, her heart had been so knitted to her sisters. She learned to love her enemies that they, she did start that, a rehab facility. She did carry on that dream and took on the love for her enemies that she learned from her sister. So when our hearts are knit together, is there really anything we can't unlock, even hope for our enemies? Oh, man. 
So how do we knit our hearts together? As Paul said in Colossians, to give us that access to all the riches of God. There's a couple of things to touch on. Be present, be in proximity. Obviously, we talked about um, being at church, being coming, coming to home group, being with each other, spending time with each other, going back to that three feet. If you're not in proximity, if, I, if I'm overflowing with love and you're not feeling loved, come stand near me and my love can overflow. Yes. And if you are feeling, if I'm feeling grumpy and I know that sis carries joy, I'm going to go stand by sis and be like, give me some of that joy, girl. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. So being in proximity, being present isn't just something that pastor talks about. It's not just like, yeah, we need to come together to fill the building or whatever. It, it really is. Yeah, it really is something that you're in proximity, you're sharing not only the three feet, but your heart is now being knitted together with that person to make us even stronger. We have to overcome any fears of getting close to each other. When your heart is knitted to that other person, there's a vulnerability there. You have to be open to let people in. And I know for some people that is hard. I know it's hard sometimes to let people in. I know people have been through a lot, but still that overcoming that fear and letting them in is how your heart is going to be knit together. And that's how our hearts together are going to line up with the magnetic field and we're going to change the land. And then sending love intentionally. Um, one other, oh, there was one other example. Actually, this was a different study. This is really awesome too. Uh, just about intentionally sending love. There's these two coworkers. They wore like the heart rate monitor and they had them sit like back to back. And for, I think it was five minutes, they just sent appreciation. Like, I really appreciate that person. And I really appreciate that person. And during that time, their heartbeats became synchronized. Like, that's just, and there's, there's, there was another study, husband and wife sleeping in bed, just sleeping. Their heart rates became synchronized. So love is at work even when we're at rest. That is awesome. That just came to me. That was cool. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> so I'm almost done. Let's open our hearts to be intertwined and knitted together. And let's be intentional to send and also to receive that love. So I'm going to end with this. Because when I was listening to Apostle D on Friday night, he said something. And then I listened to it like three more times. I was like, oh, that's so good. I'm going to steal it. So let me end with the words of Apostle D because he says it way better than me. He said, I ordain you tonight to be those who explore the dimensions of love and manifest the dimensions of light. Woo! And he later said, we have been given this invitation to come up here. And if you listen, he said, it's not like this crazy place, come up here. It's just as quick as, quick as saying, hey, Mama T, come up here. It's just like right here. We've been given the invitation to come up here and explore the dimensions of his love. So let's answer that invitation. Let's open up, intertwine our hearts. That's it. Kevin, can you put Colossians 2, verse 1 up? This... Literally, Jen gives us a huge key. How many has ever heard in Revelations 3 of the Laodicea church, which they call the lukewarm church? 
She just gave you the answer of how to not be lukewarm. Watch verse 1. I wish you could know how much I have struggled for you and for the church in Laodicea. So Paul comes apostolically decreeing and giving them direction of how to unlock everything together. They don't listen to the word of the apostolic and don't apply. So then a prophet goes to an up here dimension in Revelations 3 and begins to tell them what happened to your first love. I'm telling you the first signs that you have stepped into the kingdom and you have the keys to the kingdom is connectability and generosity, period. Period. It's the first announcement, Acts chapter 2, connectability, did not want to be around anything or anybody but the kingdom family, and they wanted to sell everything they had for what she just talked about, their dreams. Our lives, Romans 8, 28, being interwoven together to bring about God's perfect plan through us together. And so inside of that, what's crazy is she starts talking about all these things. Can you go to verse... Uh, three and four. Watch this. For our spiritual wealth is in him, right? Like hidden treasure. See what that says? For our wealth is in him. I'm reading this while I'm turning pages because you got to catch this in Revelations 3, verse 17. I don't know if he can put that up there fast or not. For our wealth is in Christ, like hidden treasure waiting to be discovered. Heaven's wisdom and endless riches of revelation and knowledge. Watch verse four. I want you to know this so that no one will come and lead you in error or astray through their persuasive arguments and clever words. Who you run with matters on your future. Okay? So this is the apostolic direction. Now watch what happens when they don't listen in Revelations 3. I'm just going to read it and they can catch up to me when they can. For you claim I am rich. He's talking to the Laodicea church. For you claim that I am rich. What did I just read you? For your spiritual wealth is in him. For you claim that I am rich and I'm getting richer. I don't need anything. Yet you are not. You are clueless that you are miserable, poor, blind, barren, and naked. So I counsel you to purchase gold perfected by the fire so that you can be truly rich. Purchase white garments to cover your cloth of your shame, watch, of Adam's nakedness. You want to know how you do with sin consciousness? Surround yourself with people that really love you. The answer for the lukewarm church is proximity. Watch what he says here. Purchase eye salve to be placed over your eyes so that you can truly see. All those I dearly love, I love what the prophet John says right here. All those that I dearly love, I unmask and I train. So repent, change the way you think, and be eager to pursue what is right. And today, behold, I'm standing at the door knocking. If your heart is open to hear my voice and you open the door within, I will come in to you and feast with you and you will feast with me. That's exactly what Jen just talked about. 
Come up here. What happens when you come up here? I'm glad you asked. Verse 21, the prophet says this. And to one who conquers, I will give them the privileges sitting with me on my throne, just as I have conquered and sat down with my father on his throne. This one whose heart is open, let him listen carefully to what the Spirit is saying right now to his church. So what's he saying? What he said from get-go. I love you. You may not love you, but I love you. You may not believe in you, but I believe in you. You didn't create yourself. That's the problem with Romans 1. We start believing in what we can create and what we can do. And we start trusting what we can fix rather than what God can do. And so I think with that message right there, the answer to Luke, if I feel lukewarm, it's because I'm not proximal. What am I not proximal to? I love what he says in Revelations 3, and I love what Paul says in Colossians. Watch away from people that talk in error. How do you find out if people are talking in error? There's a language in the kingdom. There's also a language, but then there's also an activation. There's a difference between language and operation. I don't want you to talk about operating. I want to know, can you operate? I'm not laying down on a table and letting you cut me wide open just because you can talk about it. I, we got a lot of people that can talk about the kingdom. We have very few people that can access. And guess what the access is? It's love. It's love. It's a connecting love that I can't just leave. I can't just give up. Because that's what God would do with every single one of you. He's not leaving. He's not giving up. He's not throwing in the towel. And we're, we're, we are getting immersed in that. We're getting immersed in that kind of love. So what do we do? I want you to go up there. I'm not Dan Muller, so I can't go as deep. I'm just not. I like, the, I like a little bit of pad. But we're not going to sing. We're not going to play instruments. We're going to turn the pad on. And at what I saw last night in Canada, I'm like, that's my family. Do you know what they did in Canada? The same thing we did in Mobile Friday night. Can you pull your notes back out? show me what apostle said this is our apostolic decree tonight that we're going to apply Friday night apostle said I ordain you to be those who explore the dimensions of love and manifest the dimensions of light and he said we have been given the invitation to come up here and explore the dimensions of his love. You want to know what happened next? Anything that wasn't whole in the room started being declared that it was made whole. I watched Dan Moeller speak on love last night in Canada, and guess what happened? A come up here dimension hit, and anything that was not whole in his love became whole. So here's what I know in our kingdom family. I know that 
our elders did this. The heavers who were being connected in proximity. You were feeling in your heart in Ohio what was happening in Alabama. Somebody better hear me. We better get off the geographic thing because I'm telling you, some of you are about to go to Alabama and you're about to come out of Alabama. Somebody needs to hear me. You need to hear the word of the Lord. Ed and Jeanette texted me when she heard herniated discs. They sent me this while I'm in that atmosphere down there. Cookie and Josh are being healed. Abba, we want you to finish it tonight. I want everybody in this room to believe for healing and not just healing made whole. Not just healing, complete restoration. And this is what I want. If you feel the word of the Lord to lay hands on Joshua Cookie, you feel, I don't care if it's one person, I want you to stand up right now and go to him. Now, everybody else in the room, I want you to begin to send love to where he tells you to send love. And I want one person out of the group. I don't want all of you. I want Ed Heaver, since you wrote that thing, I want you to pray a five-second prayer that cookie's healed. Jen, you preach this word tonight. I want you to pray a five-second prayer. He's your God, and he's powerful. So I want everybody to close your eyes, and I want you to see a healed Josh Kales. I want you to see a healed Jimmy Cookta. And I want you to send love to him. Cookie, I see you wrestling with teenagers like never before again. You're not just getting healed, you're getting regenerated. I need somebody to go to the tree that does not wither and grab a leaf. Cookie, do you feel any heat, any warmth, anything in your body? If you do, just put your hand up. Josh, do you feel anything in your body? You feel tingling, heat. Come on, I want you, I want you to send love there. In this room, everybody engage. Everybody engage. We're coming in agreement with what an elder text. You're loved, Cookie. You're loved, Cookie. You're loved, Cookie. All we have to tap into is this. He loves me. He gave his life on that cross because he loved us. 
And we're sending that love to our brothers. Whew. All right, in the room, let's, let's shift gears and let them have their time with Abba as he touches their body. Here's the next one. I've got to go in this one. Allergies. Allergies. Me and Jeanette. Is there anybody else in this room that struggles struggles with allergies? Slip up your hand. Keep your hand up if you struggle with allergies. Then here's what I want you to do. See how many are in the room? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Allergies. I want you to move. Move to where they are right now. Whoever Abba tells you to move to. Amaya, pray a simple five-second prayer of healing over her allergies. Buggy, pray a five-second prayer. Skylar, pray a five-second prayer of healing over hope. Baby girl, pray a five-second prayer of healing. Ask Jesus to heal her body. Cuddy. We're activating love in the room. We're activating love in the room. We're activating love in the room. T-Bone, pray five-second prayer of healing over Sister Sue. Everybody in this room, we're sending love. Dad, pray a five-second prayer over Big Mike, declaring the love of Jesus. You're healed. You're healed. Man, I feel love manifesting in this room in a big way. I feel love manifesting in a big way. Let's transition in the room, make our way back to our seats. We're believing this. Hey, we're not going to make this complicated. You're going to start doing this at work. You don't want to know how I know this? I told Big Mike something has come alive in me this past week. I ministered to more people when I was in Alabama in the marketplace. I used to do that all the time. I, listen, I used to give people prophetic words all the time. And somehow that got calloused in me. And Abba's love for me is opening that back up. Whew, man. They got me with plantar fasciitis in Alabama. But Apostle called out plantar fasciitis. Ed is no longer going to struggle with plantar fasciitis in his feet. I need some people. I don't care if it's one person. You feel like you're supposed to go pray for Ed. 
please walk over there and lay your hands on it. Not only are we praying for Ed's plantar fasciitis, we're praying that your carpal tunnel be healed. That your eyes begin to see clearly. There is no degenerate discs in this room and there's no degenerate eyesight in this room. Because Abba's love abides here. Come on, you believe this? I need some people to stand up and come pray for Ed. Yeah, yeah, watch this. Love's about to surround you, Ed. Man, yeah. You love walks with your bride too much for you to be sidelined. You love walking with Abba too much to be sidelined. Elder Mike, pray a five-second prayer over Ed. Declare healing into his eyes and his feet. Come on, believe with me. Believe with me. Believe how much Abba loves Ed. That's it. We're going to leave Ed in, in, in the presence of Abba. Abba's loving on Ed. Abba's healing Ed. Once again, we're declaring this over Josh. No surgery to fix herniated discs, to fix hernias. No surgery over your body. We're declaring no surgery over bodies. Whew. Is there anybody else in here besides Mama T that struggles with endometriosis? Endometriosis. One in the back. Right there. Mama, hold your hand up. There's three. There's three. Let's go to them. Let's go to them. Let's go. Man, look at these kids. Come on. Look at these kids. Look at these kids. Look at these kids. Oh, Leah, come on. Leah, this is being dissolved in you. I'm telling you. Oh, man. I felt it. I felt it. Wow. I, I felt it. Did you feel the dimension open? Did you feel the dimension of the Father's love open in the room? I felt it. Come on, one of you teenagers in, in the back there, just pray a simple prayer of healing. It's happening in Leah, I'm telling you. It's happening in Hope. It's happening in Mama T. It's, he is dealing with this tonight. See, see, man, whoa, do you see this? This is why we're going to start to begin to do this like this. You felt it in the room. So everybody else send love to Leah. Send love to Mama T. Send love to Hope. You're going to do this in the grocery store. You're going to do this on baseball fields. You're going to do this out in public. You in this room and all the lives, you're going to start asking people, can I pray with you? Five second prayer, five second. 
Jesus, I know that you love them. Heal them. Heal their body. Heal their body. Because you're becoming love. And you're becoming light. And you were made in the image and likeness of God. Which means you were made in His ability to declare His healing. His healing, His life, His love. You get to declare Go ahead and be seated. Go ahead and be seated. Go, don't have, listen, I'm, I'm a firm believer. You don't have to work any of this up. He blew wind on that when we said it. He blew wind on it when he said it. Mm. Mm. Anybody who's married in here, mama, come on up here. Because we, we're a testimony of this. We are a testimony of this. We used to have knockdown, drag out fights. We don't even yell at each other anymore. I need I need marriages in this room to hear me. We don't fight. Why would I want a war with her? First of all, I could whip her just blinking. You know what I'm saying? I make that joke because you need to laugh at some of the things that you fought over. Money, why are you fighting over money? I'm going to give you everything you need. Why are you fighting over money? How you raise your kids, stop fighting over it. Is it according to the kingdom or not? Is that, what are you fighting over? What are, you, what are you fighting? Is it found in this book? What are you fighting over? You got clear, easy instructions. What are you fighting over? 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 Insecurity, insecure of what? What are you fighting over? Why are you being sharp-tongued and sarcastic? What are you fighting over? You're loved. You're becoming love. I felt it in the room. I wept. I declare new romance. Grab your spouse by the hand. I, come on, some of you need to believe this. I declare new romance in your marriage I declare new adventure I declare a spark back in the eyes I declare you're hearing right now why you married them you're going to walk in every promise why did I marry him because you're going to walk in every promise why did I marry her because you are going to walk in every promise so we declare healing and I send love into every marriage in this room. See them through Abba's eyes. See them through Abba's eyes. See them through Abba's eyes. I don't know. Where's Alexis at tonight? She's like, Alexis, we love you. I send love to you. And Jen told us, you can feel our heart for you, Alexis. We love you. So we pray for a smooth transition for Alexis and Caden to Mobile for Union University. Whether it be one year, two years, three years, but we glorify 12 months in Mobile that the coming in 
in the going out. You'll access things that you couldn't access. You'll say things you couldn't say. You'll believe for things that you couldn't believe for. So we pray for our students that are thinking about going to Union. And we pray for other students that are thinking about going to Union. You are going to realize how loved you are by Abba. Mm. And we pray for transitions. We pray for transitions. All crooked paths be made straight. We pray for transitions. We pray for the Boyette's transition. We pray for the Lazader's transition. We pray for transitions to be smooth sailing on the highway of holiness. Smooth. Smooth. No worries. Smooth. Smooth. Big things lie ahead for the Boyettes. Big things lie ahead for the Lazaders. Big things. Big things. Big things. You were made to travel. You were born to fly. And you're called to finance the kingdom. So it's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. It's going to be easy. So I just declare this over our children as we finish tonight. I declare eyesight is getting turned around for Sam, Levi, and Jaden in the name of Jesus. Come on, we declare that Caleb Manichi is a genius. We do not speak the curse of autism over that boy. We declare that you are unique. I feel that dimension of it. We feel you are unique. You are handcrafted by the hands of Abba. I say every brainway, every neuron come into alignment with your... You are not a setback in the third grade. You're being set up. You're not a setback, Caleb. You're being set up. God's doing some things. God's doing some things. We speak life over the wombs of Mike and Jen. He's doing it. It's done. Mike and Aaron, it's done. Chad and Kelly, it's done. Tiffany and Marcus, it's done. Armin and Sarah, it's done. Fallopium tubes, cysts on ovaries, they're gone. They're go- Receive it. Receive it. We declare over Titus and Wade's hearing. We declare over Elias, his speech, his hearing. He loved. He's loved. He's loved. He's loved. He's loved. He's loved. Nothing can stop Moses' tongue. Nothing can stop the, the tongue of a deliverer for the family. Nothing. Ooh, I felt that dimension. Nothing can stop the tongue of the deliverer for the family. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Lord. Let's just thank the Lord. Thank the Lord that He's healing. Our God is a healer. Our God is a healer. Our God is a healer. We reach over into Kansas over Cora and Carter. Night tears stop tonight. 
over core nightmares stop tonight we declare angelic visitation in dreams come on we speak life we speak life we speak life we speak life you're loved you're loved you're loved you're loved Coleman you're gonna run you're loved you're loved you're loved Coleman Coleman you're loved our hearts are connected to Kansas right now you're loved you're loved you're loved you're loved isn't this beautiful isn't this beautiful isn't this beautiful and we wonder how we're gonna transport I think we start really tapping into this we're gonna look over and go where did Mary Ellen and John go Oh, they're in Kansas laying hands on Cora, Carter, and Coleman. And then when they're done, they come back. Where, where did Jen go? Oh, she's in Maryland. Everything's about the click in your sister. There was something on that autism tonight. Something's about the click in your sister. <sighs> Mimi, get ready. Get ready, Mimi. We send love to Maryland. Something's about to click in the home. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. 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 Come up here. Come up here. Come up here. That's really what happened to you tonight. It was an invitation to come up here. It's an invitation when you come home from school to shut the door. And do not be disturbed. That's what began to happen in you tonight. This was not, I'm a sinful, I messed up, I screwed up. That was not what was happening in this young woman. You were starting to discover how loved you are, my love, and how significant you are. That's what's happening. Come up here. The book of Revelations is literally the prayer journal. It's not end times. It's the end of your time, your anxiety. You're worried about wars and more wars to come and I ain't going to have no toilet paper and no food and no diseases and the mark of the beats and the whore of the West. And Why are we worried about the wicked witch of the West? The whore of Babylon, a little water. Come on, you watch the Wizard of Oz. Just Let a house fall on her. Hit her with some water. The whole agenda is no place like home. Maybe that's what Revelation was all about come up here. Isn't that how it started? Law first mentions. The Spirit of God says to John, come up here and let me show you some things. To the outside world, you're being boiled on an island. Got sores all over your body. We're leaving you to die on the island of Patmos. And all of a sudden God says, hey John, that's really not what's real. Come up here and let me show you some things. And I heard a voice and I turned. Will you make a 180 tonight? Will you make a 180? And John turned. And he said, I saw seven golden lampstands. And one of them looked like the Son of Man. And out of his mouth came rivers of living water. What am I looking at that I need to come up here and turn? Let's turn tonight. Let's turn and hear the rivers of love. You played in it tonight.
You knelt down in it. You laid down in it. You worshiped. We were in the river tonight. The voice of many waters. We were in it. That flows from Emmanuel's veins. Amen. Abba, thank you for tonight. Abba, bless your people. Bless your sons and daughters. Bless their families. Bless this homestead. We thank you for what you have done and what you are doing. We thank you for the healings that have manifested in this room. I thank you for the text messages and praise reports that we will get about the healings that are happening in this room and in this family. We thank you, Abba, for what you're doing. You wake up tomorrow with pain. Whatever hurts, tell it. I'm loved. I'm too loved to give you attention. I'm too loved to give you attention. You're not going to be a part of me forever. So you might as well just leave today. You're not going to be a part of me forever. So you might as well leave today. Because I'm secure in my salvation. I'm loved. I'm loved. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the North Beat. If you would like to donate to this ministry, please go to www.thenorthgateoh.com and click on the link at the bottom of the